Footy Prime, the podcast is brought to you by Tony Bet, official sponsor of the CPL and presenting sponsor of Canada's unofficial voice of footy. Footy Prime, the podcast presents the everyone's favorite game show. Where in the world is Dunny going for his birthday? We'll find out after this. Footy Prime, the podcast is brought to you by Brennan Dunlop, James Shiman, Craig Forrest and Dan Wong, and the ghost of Danny Diccio, who hopefully is not dead. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get this party started and happy birthday, Dunny Bunny Funny Guy! I sense a little bit of vibrato in the, in the last note there from JC. I think JC has got an amazing voice, like singing voice, haven't you? Behind all the, you know, all the, the VOing and, and the other stuff. You've got a great, you, you can sing, can't you? I can sing like three or four songs. What songs? Um, I can kill Phil Collins. Oh, yeah? I mean, it's not, it's not hard. He's very kill Phil Collins. Now, he's, yeah, he's but, cool. But I can do very decent Phil Collins impressions. Okay. But I'm not going to do it now. Why not? Um, we're, okay, we're on a, we're Danny, on a what's podcast. your favorite Phil Collins song? Uh, oh, Badoom, Badoom, Badoom. Yeah, the, the one that the Blue Jays closers <laughs> come out to. That one. Uh, is that in the air tonight? It's no, it's the Su- one. Susudio. <laughs> Someone oh. comes out to Susudio. There's a girl that's been on my mind all the time. Susudio. That's not bad. Yeah. It's, it's better, it's better when I'm not like blasting it into you know whatever. But yeah. listen, Dun Dun Bun Mun, happy birthday on Thursday, homeo. And Phil and I are there for you in spirit and uh, have a great birthday. I can't wait to figure out where you're going for your birthday, baby. Yeah, it's a big either. surprise, right? B's been taken somewhere by his missus, uh, the beautiful and wonderful Elena Watko. So he doesn't know where. So Craig and you guys Wano, haven't been told yet. It's going to be a surprise. <laughs> oh, 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 no. Should I have been? I knew it's going it. to be we're one all, of those parties. We're all going to uh, Tim Hortons Field to watch Forge in the Canadian Championship. I knew right. it, Watko. I knew it. Where do you think he's going? Honestly, Wonga, what do you think? Like, uh, you, I've, got, like a, be... I've got a Tom Cruise eyes wide shut Nicole Kidman thing going on. Wow. I like think he's going to be dressed up in a, in a tux, having to wear one of those masks, and all of a sudden he'll be sidled up by... Uh, a nicely dressed other man in a tux. I, I'm glad that we've got to episode 105 where we realize that you picture me having sex in weird fantasy ways. <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to suggest maybe he's been taken to the divorce lawyer, but hey, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? We will find out on Thursday. Make sure you, you text us when you're there, B, so we find out, okay? Yeah, we'll buddy. be waiting, just waiting on the edge of our seats to I, find I out where you've fa- been taken. I bet a facial comes into play here i i really do a haircut she's definitely taking me to the barbers i think that's probably the first stop you're gonna get a facial yeah yeah i didn't know where you were going with that because we have talked about Pornhub before we have and yes, yes dave starkey actually one of our listeners and twitter followers was talking about who would he rather have lunch with and it was Elena or the, the TV star Elena or the failed broadcaster. Brendan, <laughs> I love Dunlop. how you're inserting that. There, yeah, I know. You didn't say that. No, he didn't. No. He didn't. Still, it's but a pretty the successful podcaster. 
I should have yeah. said that. Yeah, shout out to Dave. He's a, one of our newer fans, and it's because he's a fan of Jan on CTV. So a uh, big fan of Chelsea as well, and he's been uh, a very active Twitter follower. So yeah, shout out to Dave Starkey. And, uh, did he find Jan for us, or did he find us because of Jan? He found us because of Jan, yes. Really? That, they were the same thing, I think you just said. I, I did, didn't I? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I, I was going to say, wait a minute. It's like heads, of, heads, are, heads are mine. Tales are yours or whatever, you know, you do that. Maybe so, we, so, yeah, so Dave, Dave is Dave Starkey is watching Jan and he's obviously growing um an an obsession with your your wife, with Elena. So he starts Googling her. He finds out that she's married to Brendan Dunlop, who name's familiar. Brendan Dunlop Googles him. Mm. Oh, podcast. Is that how it happened? So she tweeted one night when we were recording, she tweeted how delicate she has to move about the house because how like washing the dishes interrupts this podcast. And then she tweeted like 40 minutes later, like not knowing whenever I'm done because I just enjoy talking with my friends on this podcast. And he, who is a fan of Jan, I guess, and already followed her, had never heard of the show, but recognized all of your names immediately and thought, wow, who who are you married to? Obviously, assuming it was one of the ex-professionals, I guess. And uh, then surprisingly, it was me, the most interactive one of us on Twitter. You know that he was a little bit disappointed when he found out that it wasn't Craig or Deitch, right? <laughs> No, I don't I think don't he know. cared. He just thought he was going to get more views of her. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a nice way to start the show today, anyway, isn't it? Welcome to the like Prime Podcast. Even if you just had her walk by slowly once in a while, our numbers would go up. Would. I should I should make a clip of that time she explained the story of the the skunking and how uh, mm. I, I woke her up in the middle of the night and she she thought I was having a playing a joke on it's coming home instead of. No, our dog got skunked. It really skunked. happened. So B's birthday is Thursday. You know what? There's two people in this world that when I hear it's their birthday, it really makes me feel old. One of mm. which is Thomas Dobby, the old footy show producer, right? The other person is Brendan Dunlop. How old are you now, B? Or will you be? The big three, five. Oh, God, really? Mm-hmm. See, because I remember B being this punk at Hardcore Sports Radio and, you know, would go off there and do a couple of shows or hits on, on the radio station. As I walked past, I'd be you know, captured by by this punk who'd be throwing all these great ideas at me, you know, we should do this, an F1 show, a soccer show, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 sure. Put it down on paper and we'll, we'll talk about it. And here we are now, all these years later. <laughs> Still He's officially middle-aged too, right? Officially yep. middle-aged. And that's yeah, tough for you, isn't it, B? A little bit. I mean, surprisingly, I haven't incurred one gray hair since uh, leaving my old employer. So I feel like my... Rapid aging process has stalled. The pandemic. <laughs> Your old employer are having some issues. Good old Edward Rogers really going through the taking things to the board of directors. Eh, this is exciting. Oh, it's, it's like succession, isn't it? I haven't yeah, seen succession, in, but apparently it's like succession. Yeah. yeah, he's in BC. He's already put the word out in BC because that's where uh, Rogers Incorporated. So he's challenging it in a BC court right now. Wow. Maybe yeah. that you know the, the Premier League rights will come up in the courtroom. And to make everyone happy, we wondered why they didn't. Get, we wondered why they didn't give a shit about us. They don't give a shit about each other. Oh, jeez, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, no. there's some succession going on for sure. Well, you know what? It's not a bad segue. Actually, it is kind Fighting of fire, each other. It is kind of firing season in in the Premier League, right? So it's kind of a decent segue to get into some football talk here. Um, <laughs> we saw Cisco Munoz, of course, fired. At Watford, we've seen uh, Steve Bruce. That's the, the only time you mentioned Cisco Munoz's name all season. Sorry, I literally, the only time I literally googled his name. 
And the pronunciation. Has there ever been a manager in the Premier League who's been mentioned less prior to being fired than Cisco Munoz? Oh, man. Um, no, because even Bob Bradley, who was only there for 87 days, he was talked about a ton. Because he's so, ridiculed. Because he was ridiculed. Just for Colin right. Sacker. Yeah. Very rarely, right? I mean, this guy, Cisco Munoz, not at all, right? I mean, it's because there's so many Watford managers, right? And now it's Claudio's there and lovely, nice story. He'll be going at some point as well. But the March. model seems to work because they, they somewhat are consistent in their yo-yo philosophy. Um, but we saw Steve Bruce fired, of course. And this week, it's not happened yet. It looks like it won't happen until at least after the Spurs game, maybe later. And that's, of course, only going to Solskjaer, Craig. You watched the game on the weekend. I heard you and B talk about it and how, how pathetic United were. A few days removed from that now, do you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the solution to this team's ills or do they need to move on from him? No, I think at this present moment, they're just trying to figure it all out. I think it's, uh, I think we, you know, we talked about it. I, we pre- presumed he would survive the weekend and uh, there'll be managers at this moment being tapped up like usual. And somebody be ready standing by because let's face it, I don't see it changing enough for him to survive it. See, he talks post match, right? He talks about how, you know, they can't make a change now because they're so close to whatever it is they're close to. And I just see this team regressing this year, don't you? I mean, last year they did play well, they finished second last year. Now, I know Liverpool weren't good last year, Chelsea were inconsistent, but they finished second. But then, Fast forward to this season and nothing good is happening. They're, they're dropping further and further out of the race. They're nowhere close to competing. So so is it all on, on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Is it the signings they made with the wrong signings? You know, what, what, can you put your thumb on what's been the problem at United? Because individually, there's some excellent players there playing who should be playing better than they are as a collective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. I think there'd be a debate both ways uh, that... Uh, a coach could probably solve some of the problems, but I think that the problems are deep there as well with some of the players. And I think the players have proven under a few managers that they're perhaps not capable of being a Man United player and worthy of holding on to that jersey. Is Paul Pogba an example of that? We know what he can do when he's happy, but my God, what an example of what he can do when he's not happy on the weekend. Brutal. Given the, I mean, he comes on a substitute and he just, I don't know, he's a, he's a luxury player almost, you know, because you know you see he plays so well, but he makes so many bad mistakes and just on and off the field and just doesn't seem to be the guy that you want in your squad. I, I just don't know. How would they deal with it? Or how would Pep deal with it at Manchester City with a player like that? Would he even, even have got a player like that? Mind you, he would never, he would never have got to that point, would it? I don't think with Pep. He, he would have. Well, that being said, when Ibra went to Barcelona, he didn't want him at Barcelona. And Ibra and Pep hated each other. Now, Ibra actually played quite well despite that. And Barcelona mm-hmm. is still a, a good team. But I, I don't see, I mean, with that being said, I mean, listen, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doesn't play Pogba each match, does he? He's not like his Ronaldo. He, he benches him. He didn't start that match. So I don't know what, what more he can do. But you're right, it's a good comparison with Pep or even Klopp or, or Tuchel, these other three managers who keep being mentioned in comparison to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as being mm-hmm. that, that step above the elite manager. Would they put up with any kind of crap from, from a player? Probably not. Mm, probably not. 
You know, you look at Klopp's record against the away team, some against some of the very biggest clubs, big six, seeing today that he has some big numbers, big wins away from home, 3-0, Stamford Bridge, 4-5, like, he has some big numbers. They were amazing. They it's really now, were. And then that's been lost, right? It's been lost in the narrative of how bad United were, how, yeah, how good typical, Liverpool right? were once again. That's incredible. That's uh, once in a lifetime. Salah scoring a hat trick there. I mean, he's just unplayable right now. Tell us though, you know, Old Trafford. I mean, listen, we we know when you played against United, it was the the glory years. That was the the team in the world, probably. But Old Trafford gets a bit of a bad rap for being a bit too commercial. The Prawn Sandwich Brigade. But we, when you see a team go there, even now, and just boss ninety minutes, I mean. Is is that how difficult is that to go to that particular stadium? Forget the team on the field, but from the fan standpoint, the atmosphere. I think it's literally one of those one in a three hundred opportunities at home. I, you're not going to see it again for another century. Mm-hmm. I don't think at that level. I shouldn't. Do oh anyway. well, Man City's playing. Are they playing at Old Trafford in two weeks' time? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I think it might be actually at Old Trafford again, isn't it? Which game? Let me the Derby. The, yeah, City United. Uh, where are we here? That is on the on the sixth, right? Saturday the sixth. It's at Old Trafford. Yeah. So Jeez, United. How did you City. feel, Charms? How did you feel that watching that game? Just fucking glorious. Were you I like really enjoyed it? Humping your humping your sofa? Was it? It was that. Yeah. <laughs> the sofa, this, me, listen, what happens between me and the sofa will not be divulged. But I was very happy. It was just great. And just seeing the, the best image, and it's amazing. Um, I was watching the, the Sky feed, um, and they had the shot of Fergie, who was like shaking his head, looked beside himself, so miserable. Then the next shot was Kenny Dalglish just laughing. And it, it was just amazing. You couldn't make it up. It, it was hilarious. I, just, I, la- I la- laughed out loud. It was the funniest thing. Um, and yeah, it was, it was great. And I think most fans probably really enjoyed that, who weren't United fans, because. It's been the other way around on so many occasions over the years. Um, and this United team, they're kind of unlikable, right? They're unlikable right now as well. There's some players on that team with attitude, and I don't like him very much. I'm also happy I made the call that uh, Ronaldo and this team were going to fail. So it's feeling really good to me right now as they you just align yourself with Dickio. You just align hey? yourself with Dickio because you're Look, afraid. Of- if I'm going to align myself with anyone, it'll be Dickio. He's angry. He's yep. bald. <laughs> but he doesn't B, make a lot ev- of sense most of the B, time. Everyone, everyone that criticized that move for Ronaldo said this would happen. All those experts from Dickio to, you know, you, you name them over, you know, overseas, these journalists, these ex-players, they said it's not going to work because the way Ronaldo plays the game doesn't suit what Ole wants to do with his team. Mm-hmm. And he'll Which score is- goals, but they want, well, that's press higher, yeah. be more dynamic. You need guys who are working hard up front and, and that's just not going to happen. With Ronaldo, you know, he's going to score your goals. but And this isn't blaming Ronaldo. He, what he does, he does better than most players in the world on the right team. Yeah, it is. Fit. <laughs> is his fault? <laughs> no. It is blaming him. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, I'll blame him. But I was saying, but he, yeah, you're right. Okay, he, he made the choice to come to United, right? He could have gone somewhere else. He chose that, knowing what the system was in place. It's not all his fault. Maybe I should have said it. It's not all his fault that he got Ronaldo because I'm sure it wasn't his choice. That was above him. That was sure an opportunity for the club. Very happy with the situation that presented itself. Do you? You think that? Yeah. Given what you've that, seen so far? 
I think that, well, this is the thing. Ali is probably out of his depth to begin with, right? So facing the adversity of integrating a world-class player who maybe for as dynamic as he can be in the final third is not as dynamic in a formation or in adapting uh, the balance of a, of a squad that they have in blooding these new young players. But the opportunity to all of a sudden have Ronaldo? Yeah, of course he was ecstatic by that. Why? I, I don't get it because, okay, you've been planning all off-season for a particular strategy, a style of play, right? You bring in players and you get Jordan Sancho in there. You, you, you extend Cavani. You've got an idea of, okay, I'm going to play a certain way, all right? And then at the last second, it's your boss goes, I just brought in Ronaldo, who is brilliant in a particular role that mm-hmm. isn't suited to this team. I think if Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has any manager acumen, he's like, oh, for Christ's sakes, what have I been doing now for the past six months? Well, I'm sure he's irritated by that, but every employer is irritated with their management, with their bosses, right? That's just natural. So Ollie's more relatable than ever. He's relatable, for sure he is. He's a nice guy. He's the guy I feel sorry for. Right. But I mean, right, he probably is over his head. I think there's, there's not much doubt about that. But you got, over- you got to remember, at a club like that, Alex Ferguson is still overlooking everything, mm-hmm. just about everything. And when it comes to Ollie and his relationship with him, they'll have had chats and talks and absolutely about how they're playing, how we should play, taking advice from Alex Ferguson and everybody else. I'm sure it's actually blinding him almost with the information that's coming in, but I bet he's doing exactly. I mean, if Alex Ferguson says, I have to think, you know, try this, do this, uh, you're doing it. Yeah. But do you think, is, is that the case for the club as a whole? Do you think Fergie has a lot of say on the way the club's run overall as well for the last number of years? I think if Fergie had said, no, don't bring in Ronaldo, it's going to mess up what Ollie's been doing, I don't think they would have done it. Do you think Fergie was responsible for Ollie coming aboard? Did he get his son, you know, sealed sign of approval? Well, based on how Ollie has turned into a jaundice, you know, Norwegian version of David Moyes. <laughs> Physically, maybe. I would say yes. Because I'm saying maybe it's time that they stop listening to Fergie, <laughs> right? Maybe it's time because Moyes didn't work out and Ollie's not worked out and Ronaldo's not working out. And who knows whatever else he, he, he recommended and advised, Louis Van Hull, Jose Mourinho. Bebe. Fa- Falcao. Bebe. <laughs> Bebe, yeah. Maybe it's like, Fergie, just come to the games and what? we don't want your advice anymore. It ain't working. <laughs> They're trying to get it right, but you have to think that uh, he's all over decisions. And hey, if you're Ollie, I'm phone and with the you're phoning him. Why? Why wouldn't you? You'd be crazy. If Al- if if Ollie gets fired down the road, and Alex Ferguson said, "Oh yeah, I didn't never had a chat with him," you know, that'd be impossible. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought they were on the right track last season, and then whoever it is. Blame Ronaldo, blame Oli, something's gone wrong. But there's, there's a man out there right now who's made it quite clear that he would be very interested in a job, Antonio Conte. And, you know, there's lots of rumors out there. And if Oli makes it past Spurs and then Man City, then he'll probably stay for the, the whole season. But if not, there's a guy sitting there who, who's proven, a guy that comes in and affects change straight away. He does it wherever he goes, straight away. And he'll piss you off after a couple of years, sure. But he'll make change. He'll do almost like what Tuchel did at Chelsea in that he'll take a team that's struggling, that's poor, and turn them into a contender very quickly. 
surely you take advantage if Antonio Conte is available right now, because I'm sorry, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, with respect, you're, you're half the manager of Conte. I think you're right. I, I mean, about Conte being a good manager, I just, you're also right about the fact that I don't think he lasts long. No. He, he's a couple of years and out type makes, of guy. Makes an impact immediately though, right? As Charmin said, it took over Juve when they were seventh place. They won the Serie A in 2012. That was the start of their dominant streak there with nine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Chelsea were 10th when he was hired. 10th. That was a huge advantage. We all said that, that all of a sudden Chelsea looked like real favorites. I remember that preseason show because they didn't have Europe at all to worry about. And they won the Premier League in 2017 with him. And then Inter, they were barely in the Champions League, fourth place. And he won the Serie A last year, ending uh, Juve's run. So aren't aren't they the kind of managers team should be after nowadays? The the idea of getting an Arsene Wenger, Alex Ferguson, and a guy that's going to be there for the next decade, it's so rare to have those guys. Nowadays, is it not better to get a guy for instant results? Mm -hmm. If you're a United fan right now, and you can guarantee, we'll get you a Premier League in the next couple of years with this guy. He'll leave and there'll be a bit of turmoil. And there'll be a lot of very angry people. Um, But you'll have a trophy in your cabinet. Well, I think they'd jump at that, wouldn't they? I do think so, yeah. And I think that's why Conte seems to be the the front runner and whether it's his own people putting it out there or not, but Zidane not interested in the job. I think we all thought that Zidane was who they were they would flirt with or, or pursue to begin with, chasing a big name, someone who's won a lot of trophies, but as Craig and I discussed in the last show, also someone heavily criticized for his tactical acumen or lack thereof potentially. So would they just be getting... You know, a, a better looking, better resume, Ollie in Zidane. I think maybe. I think Conte would be the play, and totally agree with you that it's it's going to end fiery, but it would end with some more trophies in the cabinet, and I think a progression in this from this spot where they are right now, where it seems they're at a real fork in the road, that Ronaldo could be a part of this progression forward, or could be the reason things decline and, and stay on a slide. Conte wouldn't have any issue benching Ronaldo, and, and I think correct Ollie does. You know, I really believe that. Um, what what is he waiting for? By the way, I mean, he keeps saying he's waiting for the right opportunity, and these these clubs keep coming around, knocking on his door, and he's saying, "No, nah, it's not right for me." What is the right club? Is it Real Madrid again when Ancelotti leaves? Because <laughs> yeah, it's like honestly. it's the only club he's going to coach. It seems right now. Test yourself, <laughs> man. Try something different. But he's not. He's just waiting. I thought he might have gone to Juve. Greg and I also also discussed that. Like, I was surprised. I thought Allegri would stay unemployed, and that Allegri would be the United guy if and when Ali disappeared. Yeah, but he's not either. So, so you have no. these names who keep disappearing. Pochettino's the natural one, but you can't keep waiting for him, can you? No. I mean, who knows? He might he might leave PSG next month, or he might stay there for ten years. We have no idea. You can't wait and hope. You know, we've we've been, we've been doing that with Gary Neville on this podcast for a while now. And it's it's not working out, is it, Wonga? He's not going to come, I don't think. Neither is Aaron Neville. But we'll, we'll keep <laughs> trying to imitate him. <laughs> That's the one. Whenever we, he says it, I don't probably going to get Aaron Neville before Gary Neville. I think we might. Well, yeah. We might as well just try that. I should. I'll post that video again and tag Aaron Neville's people, and maybe yeah. his grandson or girlfriend is a soccer fan, and we can make the connection. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's not. He's alive, right? He's not dead. Yeah, he is still know. with us. Okay, just we'll start making, yeah. yeah, 
before we start making light on social media about can he come and host a podcast, we should make sure he's alive first. <laughs> whenever I hear whenever I hear B with that impersonation, I can't help myself. It's one of the funniest sounds it's very I've ever good. heard. It's very yeah. good. I, I feel like I've made some very good clips uh, promoting our show, but that is definitely my favorite. Unintentional. <laughs> he's 80 years old. Is he really? Wow. Good for him. Uh-huh. Still good performing. Is he really? Yeah, like he really wants to join tour. three and a half white guys on a on a soccer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially like he's a a soul R B R and B gospel jazz. Yeah, right up our alley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, it's, yeah. It's, it's about capitalizing right on the fame of others. So he's got a big following. If he gives us an RT, I was on this podcast. Then <laughs> all of a sudden. We've got a whole new clientele, right? Longer you're pulling up the list, like, oh, number four in Canada, number one soccer podcast in Louisiana. Yeah. And number one, and and on the music charts, too. Yeah. Right? (laughs) (laughs) How would Elena feel that if she was replaced, you know, on on the show by by Aaron Neville, you know, for the occasional cameo? How would she feel if B had a more successful singing career than she did? Ooh. Because of his Aaron Neville impersonation, it just—I don't think it would be the same. Like she's dropped some gems, like 100 shows wouldn't be the same as Aaron Neville, right? <laughs> no, the worst ideas in history. <laughs> Hers are better. She Aaron sang Neville. on Jan this week, by the way. If you guys are watching, uh, she sang on Jan. On Jan, she sang on Jan. Did she really? Yeah. Has she not sung on Jen before? No, really. She wasn't no, on Jan. She just sang on the show Jan. <laughs> she wasn't standing atop Jan Arden. Right, on her shoulders and singing. Correct. I no. had this vision in my head. That's on, all. On, on the program, her character picked up a, a microphone at a pseudo karaoke situation and, and sang um, with the intention of failing at it and uh, naturally crushed it. Can she sing badly if she tries? Like, is it an effort? I mean, because I remember that, remember that Christmas at my place, B, with the karaoke out, right? <laughs> And and she you know had to kind of drag her on eventually. Come on, Elena, give it a one. She's kind of all kind of bashful, and then just freaking kills it. And yeah. we're all like, we're all like, oh, holy shit! But okay. literally killed it. And I believe we played dominoes for the rest of the night. No one wanted to pick up the karaoke. <laughs> no, exactly. That's exactly what she was afraid of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Because she was so good. Yeah. We we quietly put the karaoke machine away in the closet and closed the door and. Walked away. Yeah. Thanks, played, Elena. Played Thanks dominoes Elena. and listened to great cricket stories from Faraz Sarwat. That's that right. Yeah, exactly. The rest of the Christmas. Yeah, it was a great party. It was a great party. Are you doing it again in the new digs? Are we invited? Yeah, of course. If you yeah. can come out all this all this way, as you yeah. guys like to mention, it's so far. Better start Yo, saving get a up flight. money. Yeah. Eight hundred dollars. How much the flights? Bucket, bucket from the island. From hey, I, I got an Uber here um, last week from Dobby's wedding, and it was like like under fifty bucks from the Uber downtown. Mm. So right, isn't it? It's doable every now and again. So you can come What's see me. What's the closest hotel in Pickering? Is there one around? Oh, there, there isn't one. There's no hotels in Pickering. Holiday Inn in Scarborough at the town center. Yeah. Actually, you know, if you drive along Kingston Road, there's a bunch of really dodgy looking uh, oh, motels. Murder motels. Murder motels. Murder motels. Yeah. Somewhere one, if you're having an affair, I would think it would be a great option. Oh, if you were having an affair with a serial killer. Yeah. Mm. Jeffrey Dahmer, more Jeffrey Dahmer conversation. There's one at the Bluffs. Any, <laughs> anyone listening in the Toronto area that has ever driven to Scarborough Bluffs at Kingston Road there and Brimley, that that's what I call like it's the murder. It's it, from any horror series you've ever seen. 
it's actually in the like proper Toronto, the greater Toronto yeah, area. There's some bone saw action in that place. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Love that. They don't, anyway, where were we? They don't go into that depth. They just cement slippers, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we'd get more fallout from our conversation last podcast about the, the bone saw killings. No one complained about it, said it inappropriate. Strange. Well, they, I think maybe they were no right on. Listening. That's why. Why? Or the hat. I think, I think we were right on. That's why. <laughs> <Could be> why? <laughs> it's it's the all Saudi out there. government opens an LLC that buys Newcastle United, and they killed. You know, they kill people mm. for fun, for peeing on their shoes or farting. Speaking yeah. of, we've spoken about succession already. I'm sure that there's been failed attempts in the past and non-public attempts, but you know, now that they are more in the public eye than ever, the Saudi royal family. There must be some news organization that they might adopt or create in order to have a bit more control of a, of a certain message. Like an Al Jazeera? Or like a Al Futi Prime? I mean, yeah. if you look at our colors, I black and, and neon green. <laughs> so what you're saying is to hell with sponsorships, we can be purchased by Saudi Arabia and we should PLC be the- to be their propaganda machine. Isn't That's it? That's right. P- we'll say PIF? anything for money. The PIF, yeah. right? We will wash that sport. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Well, who owns BN? C- uh, Al Jazeera. Qatar. Is it, well, oh, Qatar is it Al Jazeera is. or who owns Al Jazeera? It, I, it could be the family that controls Al Jazeera, I believe. But, uh, but then you got, you got UAE in here and you got Qatar in here, Saudis. So what was your plan there, Wong? What, what, what's your uh, what's the? I, well, I think we have to cozy up to uh, one of these giant um, oil filled where they get paid by the by the barrel. We have to yeah. fall into that space. Six <laughs> degrees of separation. Okay, let's play to our advantages here. So we know that MBS is a big football fan. He plays FIFA, which means he loves Fonzie, which means he has a affinity for the Canadian national team, and we have a Canadian national team legend on our squad. Boom. We're also from Toronto. He's a younger uh, leader in that world. I think Drake has uh, performed in Bahrain or performed in the region. So we've got that working to our advantage. We pulled that as well. That's Maradona Cup, the (laughs) memorial game that Barcelona is going to play with Boca Juniors. will be played in Riyadh. That's when we do it, boys. We show up for that. We make the pitch to MBS's team. And just like that, we are the Alphabet. Just like that, none of us have heads or hands. <laughs> yeah, they, so they, bury just, you, they bury you to your head, Danny, and then they rock you. They stone you. No, but I think he's got a point, though. I mean, no, you rock. That'd, that'd be fun. fun. That'd be we fun. just show up there and say, listen, before skippers. you put, put away the bone saw, put it away. Yeah. All right. Can we just have a couple of words with the big man? And as, as B mentioned there, go back to those you know, six degrees separation and say, yeah, we could be your media arm in Canada, in North America, which thus will extend to Tyneside. Right. Because of this thing called the, the interweb. Naturally. And I, I mean, listen, given our our names, our experience in the journalistic field, I, I can't see a reason why I'd say no. I'm with you. Right. Uh, he'll own a CPL team in uh, Niagara Falls. Pickering. Pickering. Yeah, it would definitely be Pickering. Yeah. Yeah. The Pickering Pirates. <laughs> I see it now. See, this makes no, a lot of sense. It, to me. It, it, it'd be in Fort McMurray. Mm. Ah. Oil Town. 
Mm. Near the oil, yeah. Mm. Dirty sand, dirty oil, dirty oil. Very Are you prepared oil. to move out there if, yeah. if he asks us? No. no. I don't think we could. I well, Craig, Craig My family is here. Oh, you wouldn't be able to move to northern Alberta to work for a no. Saudi-owned CPL team? No. Well, they're paying you $11 million oh. a month. A month. No. no, my kids would miss me. I'd miss them. Uh, are you sure about that? You'd really yeah, okay, uh, If this happens in five years, I'll move there. I don't think your kids love you as much as you think they do. I agree. <laughs> Christmas presents buy a lot of love. Buddy. They were saying stuff last time I was over there, and it yeah. wasn't nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you kids doing are talking to my kids, you creep? Kids are overrated. <laughs> Charms is talking to my daughters. Hey, uh, you ever been to Pickering? <laughs> Fort McMurray's a nice place, I hear. Yeah, yeah, thanks. No, this, they, they, I think the whole family, would, even your ex, would follow you for $11 million a month. Jeez. I mean, you can even yeah. make Fort McMurray pleasant, couldn't you? I would think. Get a nice house. Okay, let's play this game out. Would we work for the Saudi royal family? Yes. If they paid I'm, us a lot of money. I would certainly yes. have a conversation and I would uh, perform as Aaron Neville. <laughs> and I would I would host some of their interviews. Sure, I could do that. Craig's I, look, not looking positive like he would. I'd have a hard time with it. I'm not... I can't do it. I don't think you, you too. You, you and Craig, the the with the least morals amongst us <laughs> are the ones publicly. Yeah, with the against most move when it comes to an aggressive royal family dictatorship. <laughs> I got. I've got an issue with it. Really? Yeah, I do. But okay. So, who was your owner at West Ham when you were there? Was it? It wasn't the Davids. No, yeah, I can't remember. I mean, it was a trailer park owner. Yeah, taking advantage of uh, underprivileged people. See, there you go. Not great. Yeah, hey, play for them. I, I get it. I get it. I'm not. I'm not. uh, You know, going to sit here and be Mister Righteous, Mister Righteous, because so many people that have been against it will be the same ones that end up in Qatar for the World Cup. Well, would you go to Qatar? I mean, even if Canada make it, I mean, I got issues with that too. The whole thing. They shouldn't have got it. Should have never had it. And then all the people that have died in the process of building those stadiums. I got an issue with that. So should the media cover it, though, do you think, in that case? I mean, it's still news, right, to be reported on. And you may not agree with it being there, but it is there. And someone's Mm. still got to take on that responsibility and accountability to, to report on what's happening for the rest of the world. Yeah, it's not going to be. It it won't be boycotted, right? The teams will play, and these are national federations who whose governments have a big say. Who is it that that what what team? It was Norway. Was it Norway who who said, "Hey, we're yeah, we're boycotting this." It's like uh, yeah, you know, Chris Rock has that joke about Jada Pinkett Smith boycotting the uh, Oscars, and then he says, "That's like me boycotting uh, Rihanna's panties." (laughs) <laughs> it never invited not going to be there <laughs> so that's the thing it th- does it mean anything when you say hey we are boycotting this when you were never going to make it in the first place it's kind of a uh, tree falls in the forest shit right yeah it is yeah i don't know it's, it's it, i mean all joking aside 
you have your own personal politics and we all agree there's some very bad things happening in these regions of the world, but I don't know. Is it our responsibility to affect change? By, 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 us saying, by, by, by me saying, I'm not going to move to Fort McMurray <laughs> to work for the Saudis. Is that going to make Saudi Arabia fall to its knees? No, no, no. No, it's a quitter I mean, in me. It's, I mean, we have, a- we have good friends who went to Sochi, <laughs> right? We had, we have people who are going to go to uh, Beijing for the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had people, you know, like you could boycott everything that the United States, that all these colonial companies, uh, hey, we could colonial, you could boycott going country. to Edmonton for all the land that was stolen from the there you go. Right, right, right. history, our past. Yeah. Hey, you're going right. to the game. You're going to cover the game. I think so. It's not confirmed. Confirmed just yet. It looks oh. like it though. Yeah. But uh, okay, you might be showing up I, I, to stay I, I, in your hotel. I won't room. be boycotting it. I wish We're, people. I wish less people would boycott our podcast. <laughs> to be honest, charms, with you. charms. If you ask for a suite and we made our way out there. Mm-hmm. Will you will you let us stay in your hotel room for those four days? Um, yes, I would. Oh, actually, Jeez. yeah, of course. Wow, but you have to ask for a suite. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, guys, we can. We, this could be something. Well, Ed Ed's in in BC right now, right? Fighting the good fight, right? So he's not that far off. So maybe I'll just uh, rent a car for a day, head over the Rockies, and and have a chat with him, see if we can get my a bigger room. Edmonton Suites. Fantastic. Is it nice? Yeah. Well, they're large suites. <laughs> you know, actually, second thoughts, no, actually, no, you guys can't stay with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just see it ending one way. <laughs> Mention the, the low morals of certain people on this panel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't think you have a problem. I think you, <laughs> you wake up beside, you, beside us being a little more scared. I wanted to ask you guys, we had uh, Victor Montagliani. On our on, on an interview, which you can find on YouTube right now. What questions did we miss asking him that we want to ask him next time? World Cup every two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what was the background on that one, B? Well, it's it was kind of an ongoing and evolving thing, right? The general council is is meeting to uh, decide on having a World Cup every two years. There's a lot up in the air. At, at the time that we did the interview, there was a report of a proposal that teams that participated in one world cup weren't able to participate in the world cup two years later. Um, so there's just, there was a lot of hearsay at the moment and it, it uh, yeah, it just didn't come up in, in our conversation with him in a way that felt uh, organic or something. We we'll, let that sto- we'll let that story uh, go for a little bit oh, yeah. longer. I, I honestly don't think it's got legs for, for the time being. Well, Asharm said it was stupid. Is the, is it, it's a, is it a stupid, it stupid. concept at all? Every two years. Well, it's different it teams stupid. playing. It sounds yeah. stupid. Two like different also rands can now go play if you didn't make it in the original World Cup. It yeah, it's called the Europa League. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. But that was just one idea. That was one proposal in oh, the see. grand scheme of having the World Cup every two years. So, so but I do this think part of a brainstorming kind of a no, thing. There's no brains involved. Or... There's no brains involved here. One was it a storming approach? It's all coming from their wallets. Oh, can you imagine the money? Oof. That's the only yeah. reason, right, Craig? That's the only reason they're discussing this. It's not That's to do only- with football and being fair. It's yeah. nothing to do with that. But they got a football person to front it, right? To make it look legit. Mm. Arsene Wenger was the is kind of the lead voice on yeah. uh, this, at least publicly, being an, a, a you know a good football concept. But the reality is, this is purely a financial 
concept. Well, those confederations have their cups every two years too, right? Yeah, exactly. Hey, did you hear about Beckham? Um, speaking of, you know, controversial money-making endeavors, uh, he's been approached by Qatar to be the face of the World Cup. 150 million pounds. And he's being hammered, you can imagine, in every quarter. But it's not as if he's rich. Oh, yeah, sorry, he is rich. He's filthy rich. He doesn't need the money. But I guess he gets to a certain point where 150 million pounds to be the face of a World Cup next year. I mean, my God, sign me up to hell with ethics and morals. <laughs> so let me ask you, Craig and, Craig and Wonga, you, you, you know, obviously you're so pig-headed. You know, 10 minutes ago saying, no, I wouldn't go there, work for this. 150 million pounds, which is what now? It's over $200 million. To, yeah, probably for, for a year, two, for a year's work, yep. for a year's work to be paraded mm-hmm. around the world. Would he do it? No, I'm moving in with <laughs> Craig to live with his cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do it. What am I crazy? Of course right. I do. Where are my ethics? Of course I'm doing it. All these people are looking down their nose at Bex, you know, how terrible they're the majority of people out there would drop everything they're doing and say, yep. Okay. Come Plus on. they're ugly. Plus they're not good looking. No, exactly. They also have that on them, right? They're mad. They're mad that he's good looking. What, what's the what's the least amount of money you you do it for? Uh, quitting money, like seventy two dollars. You would do it if they offered you seventy three dollars. You 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 do it. <laughs> if the the Brits are slaughtering Beckham, he's used to Canada, it. the Americans, whoever. They're also selling billions of dollars of arms yeah. to these. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the hypocrisy of it all, right? And yeah. then they're bombing the friggin' hell out of Yemen and shit. Like, I mean, what's going on? What are you talking about here? Yeah. B could be the face of what is the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's, what's the amount that you say yes to? I am multilingual in English. I could be a good face. The least amount to be the face of the World Cup to work for Qatar? Uh, 57 well, million? 57 million? Okay. Wonga had just $72. So you're a lot richer. It should be noted that we haven't been offered any money yet to be the face of the World Cup for Qatar. As far as I know, Craig, did you? I mean, before <laughs> oh, I- yeah, we have. I turned it down. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> hey, Craiger, what was that show that your daughter sent you that you were an answer to in England? Apparently, it's called The Chase. Yes, it is. I've seen and it they, before. And they got Jennings and uh, that other, that. Mosley or whatever the other top Jeopardy guy or the guys in it. I don't know how that all works, but it's a trivia. I've seen it. It's a trivia show where one of these brains, you pick one of the brains to go against, and those are the answers. So just so people listening, Craig was an answer on the show The Chase. And I think the question was, uh, which one of these goalkeepers didn't play for England? Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Tim and Flowers. This is recent, right? Tim Flowers, Tim. Craig Forrest, and who was it? Uh, Chris Woods, right? Chris Woods, yeah. Yeah. So, and so Craig Flowers. was the answer. You're no, famous in England still. A fauna theme there, right? Woods, Forrest, and Flowers. I never Ooh. thought about that. Yeah? Huh. Some fauna. Very interesting. It's also one of on the best Twitter. things I've ever seen. The guy got it wrong. The guy. He did get it wrong. The guy thought it was. Uh, well, he knew Tim nothing. Flowers, he knew nothing. No. I mean, you knew a lot, but nothing about sports. So what's the point? Yeah. Jesus. He knows astrophysics. I and, figured, and, you know, 
20 years after retirement, being an answer in a quiz show is uh, not too fucking bad. It's not bad, Craig. Right? It's not bad at all. We're all proud of you. Yeah, I know. I could tell you guys overwhelmed. Maybe people at home were like Googling your name and then found this podcast. And now I've been introduced to it for the first time today. Yeah. And <laughs> God help us. We often wonder how many people are listening and why they're listening to our podcast. I got a text about uh, our last show in the tent, our friend Ross from Opera Bob's. He said, listening to your guys' pod with my dad, Ross is a big Man City fan, as is his father. He says, I'd punch Sir Alex in the face if I had the chance because he ruined football. <laughs> then I'd punch Rooney because he's a scouse expletive. Then if I had a third punch, I'd punch Hitler. <laughs> That's got to be the best response to Wonger's tent question that we didn't have an answer to. So according to Ross, like Hitler's the third worst person in the world. <laughs> Ross's father. It's Ross's father. Oh, Ross's father thinks that Hitler's the third worst behind Rooney and Fergie. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just speculating that Ross's father Fantastic. is in Aaron Neville's generation, therefore has a different feeling about, you know, historical <laughs> evils. I would think Hitler's got ranked top three in most people's lists. Wouldn't you He's think? He's on the podium. He'd be on yeah. the podium. Podium for sure. I've been growing up in England, you know, grandparents fought in the war, you know, done a lot of, you know, you know, reading research. For me, he's a gold medal winner. He's top of that, top of that podium for sure. Who's that again? Hitler. <laughs> Steve, Steve Hitler though. <laughs> Steve Hitler. It's the, a, the <laughs> unfortunately named Steve Hitler. That's right. From Dusseldorf. His fourth cousin. Yeah. Adolf isn't the most popular name anymore, is it? I imagine who would has it been named has some been named Adolf since? I'm sure they have. I heard a conversation about this, about uh the name Adolf and how there was still like four after the war in the States, but it was a quite a popular n- number before that. Uh I forget what show I was listening to now. They were just talking about names that are retired. You don't have a you don't have a lot of Adolfs that's kind of gone. Any are there many sedans, do you think? Tough Saddam, Paul Pot, not a lot of P-O-L. Pot. Yeah, lots of Pauls, though. Lots of Pauls. <laughs> a lot of Paul, yeah. But probably Lads. not not in Cambodia. Not uh, a lot wonder, of Paul Pots in Cambodia. I wonder if Vlad was like popular before the Impaler and then kind of died out for a few hundred years and then found some more, some more wind beneath his wings and there's more Vlads now because Vlad the Impaler isn't what he once was. Fair enough. Hey, I wanted to hit a uh, little footy picks. Just one game on a segue. Because I know we're running out of time. Yeah, let's do it because we've got to get out of here. Uh, so the one game that I'm choosing, because I I don't know if one's going up and one's going down, but it's uh, Tottenham and United. That's the game I want you guys to talk about right now. That's a good one. A good one. Both managers under a lot of fire. Spurs are, <laughs> it's funny because they're, oh, wow, man, you're playing Spurs now. Watch out. Well, Spurs are terrible as well. So, Craig, what are you thinking? Who's going to take this one? Yeah, both managers under pressure, eh? Play out to a nice one-one draw. <laughs> it could they be a draw, both keep their both keep their teams right. Yeah, another right. They, they might one keep their teams week. for another week. Mm-hmm. Have a soft little one-one. That's the rumor that they're going to let Ollie have the Spurs game, and I think they're going to his boys are going to win it for him two-one United. Ronaldo. See, both goals. I think we've seen. I think we've seen this before with Oli, right? In that he's. Under fire, his team's playing poorly, and then he has a couple of good results, and the heat goes away. So I'm kind of with 
be here. I think Spurs will will fall to to all these boys in this one, and then next week City will come to town and we'll smack United, and we're back in the same conversation again. But he might buy some time this weekend. As I, I don't know why I'm thinking that, but just because of history. He has that kind of tendency. He's one of those teams, right? Man, they're hitting rock bottom, but they're not really hitting rock bottom because they just beat Burnley. Or, or there was a day when uh, Sir Alex Ferguson thought he was one game away from being fired and managed to get through it. And FA Cup, right? Wasn't it the replay? Wasn't it semi final replay? Yeah, I think Against that was the one. Forest, I think, wasn't it? I think it was Forest. Yeah. And then um, hung on and. Maybe we'll be talking about Oli in 20 years. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You never know, be an right? answer. There'll be an answer on the chase. Mind you, he's, 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 aging, he's aging 10 years every year at oh, the yeah. moment. He's aging like a U.S. president, like just fast forward. Yeah. Yeah. Withering, as you say, B. And he's, he's Norwegian. Really? Those guys usually weather pretty well. Mind you, he's a Norwegian in, living in England. <laughs> he's got the weirdest accent. He's kind of like mank slash... Norwegian slash something else. It's kind of weird. But anyway, we all like Oli. I hope it works out. I mean, I saw someone tweeting from a Liverpool fan group saying, no, no, keep him. We love Oli. Don't rip him. We love him being manager of Manchester United for obvious reasons. Boys, anything else you want to get to or are we out of time? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's time to go. Just happy birthday, B. Have a great one, brother. Big 3-5, pal. You only turned 35 once and he's frozen, frozen. so I'm not sure whether you can hear this or not. <laughs> frozen in time. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Footy Prime, the podcast will be back before you can say Tim Flowers. <laughs>